Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Lucas. Back again, another episode, talking about Airbnb, talking about short-term rental, talking about VRBO. That's what we're talking about. Um, You are listening to this podcast because you want to be or are getting in or are in or want to be a better host than you are now. One of the the above, right? That's what you're here for. Um, Let's talk to the folks that aren't in business yet, but they're considering getting in business and they want to maybe do it with a little help. So they want to do it with a partner, a business partner. Um, that could be a buddy. That could be someone you run a different business with. That could be a girlfriend, a boyfriend, um, just a friend. It could be your wife. It could be your husband. could be your partner. What does that look like? What are the implications of it? Um, personally, I don't really dig the idea of being partners with people. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. But if I were to partner up with somebody on an Airbnb business, that person would have to bring something to the table that I don't have. Or they'd have to bring an equal amount of money to the table that I do have, for instance. That would be one reason I'd bring somebody along. Um, There's an old saying about you, you can go far by yourself, but you can go further with other people. There's some truth to that. The whole reason for this episode is we've recently come across some horror stories with partnerships. Um, Lucas and I came across a story about a married couple. Isn't that right? Yeah. They had um, multiple Airbnbs together. And then they got divorced. And it did not go well. So now, here's this, you know, woman who's divorced from her husband... There's restraining orders in the mix, and he is trying to interfere with the reservations to impact her bottom line. This is an absolute, unmitigated disaster. And this is literally a scenario. I think he was going, uh, he was like, you need to have the guests out of our place. Um, yeah, he's trying to get them tomorrow. out. He's, just, he's taking it out on the guests who were standing yeah. there to spite her. Right. Now, this again, like we said in a couple episodes ago about something else, this is an extreme example. But I, I got to admit, guys, I never had this cross my mind as a scenario that could happen in this business with somebody either married or boyfriended up or whatever, you know, coupled up um, and running a business together. That one party in the business would then try to sabotage it. My goodness, be absolutely careful about how you run this business and who you run it with. If you're a husband and wife team, it may be an uncomfortable conversation, but you need to have an exit strategy discussion, okay? You need to put this stuff in writing. Lucas and I could decide that we're gonna take this from uh, a podcast and just be in business together. Maybe we wanna maybe we wanna go to Tampa Bay and duplicate the business he's got in Daytona Beach, but we wanna do it together. We're gonna write this stuff down. We're going to write it down and say if one person walks away, and these are the duties of each person. Oh, I'm, I'm reading it right here. Um, 
you know, he's got a few friends who want to partner, you know, you know, open an LLC with two members. One has the capital contribution, but you need to spell out who gets what from whom, what the equity split is, yep. roles and responsibilities, decision-making, buyout options, capital calls. Obviously, you should both go probably to an attorney and mm-hmm. write this up because an attorney is going to know how to handle it far better than you are. Any real estate well, attorney. Any good attorney do. that is around this kind of business, uh, any, any kind of partnership building uh, attorney who's got the right you know, background in this, they're going to have most of this in what we would refer to commonly as boilerplate. They're going to have terms yeah. between the two of you that there's can be a, agreed to. There's a funny guy who replied here to this guy and he says, here's my partnering. I find the renters and do the maintenance and a lady does the cleaning for free between occupancies. I get to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I get it. That's his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, sir. Good. Well played. Well played. Now, what if she decides she doesn't like him anymore? Correct. What do you, what do, you do? And what if she wants to chase him down for the equity and the money they, that, that maybe has not been equal? Well, I've seen it before, um, especially on the transition of a property, even if it's not, um, this is kind of like off task, but it could happen in the event that you're a couple. Um, I sold a $2.5 million beach house in June of 2018. Um, it had about $70,000 worth of rentals on the books through the next year. For, so for twelve months coming, and the there was already coming, seventy grand booked. Yeah, booked, and um, it stated in the it stated in the uh, purchase and sale contract that the the new buyer would uphold the reservations. New buyer came in next day, changed the lock, said, "Nope, come after me for it." Wow. Um, so that now was this was through sp- VRBO. That was through VRBO. So that well. that payment plan is different than Airbnb, right? Or is that not always the case? What do you mean payment plan? Well, you 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 know I'm on Airbnb. You've got some on VRBO, so you've got more experience with that platform than I do. Um, isn't there some folks back in the day who were getting paid when the reservation was made? You can you can be part of what's called their early payout program. Don't yeah. recommend it um, for that reason. For that reason. So now they would have owed thirty five thousand dollars back for a property they've sold. Correct. Wow. You know, and the reservations were just supposed to transfer over. And I don't know if he was part of the early payout program, but there was $70,000, not on his books, but on VRBO's books. And you're supposed to transfer those reservations over to the next person or, you know, just do your best to cancel and rebook them with the new person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most of the time, uh, VRBO has no policy or procedure in place other than cancel and refund a guest. Um, most people just leave them on that account. Mm-hmm. They pause the listing. So the listing is no longer shown no to showing, the community. Yeah. Um, and then they... They run the reservations. They make a new account. They run the reservations of the old account until there's no more there, and then they right. just proceed with the new account going right. forward. But this could happen in the event that you're a couple and you're managing. Uh, uh, one, make sure that you guys have you know your own passwords and stuff like that. I could definitely see somebody maybe changing a password to a yep. VRBO account. And now you're um, not in the account. Now you're not in the account, changing bank information. So there's definitely a lot of stuff that goes into that, a lot of sabotaging that could happen. And the only person that's going to get affected out of this is the guest. You yeah. know, you guys that's are not gonna, fair to the guest at all. It's not fair to the guest. If you do have a partnership and it goes south, do the right thing and make sure the guest does not hear about it, know about it, feel it, or in any way, shape, or form be impacted by it. Correct. If you I, I would don't make sure, do that, you're a dick. Yeah, I would make sure that, yeah. <laughs> on In your agreement with your partner, I would make it uh, standard wording, uh, however your attorney or you guys want to draw it up, that all reservations will be honored and unimpacted by any you know, negative yeah. outcome of this. Um, 
because gosh, I, I felt bad. I didn't feel bad for her. I didn't feel bad for him. I felt bad for the guests that was being told they were going to need to be kicked out. You know, yep. she was going to have to kick the guest out three days before they were supposed to leave, or he was going to have the police come and take him out of there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's a simple matter. What a ridiculous anyway, so. thing to do. And what a, what a selfish thing for that individual to do to try and force an Airbnb guest out because they're having a marital spat yeah. and they're, they're getting a divorce and he doesn't want her to earn any money. That, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. But then again, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, there's a lot of people in this world that just cannot man up or woman up for the, whatever the case is. I don't know if that's a term, but uh, during a divorce and just be an adult. Yeah. And, and people just find it so difficult to be adult when it comes to divorces and they get uh, greedy. And people you thought were so sweet and nice and are just absolutely disgustingly greedy. So my grandpa was a good a businessman his whole life, uh, you know, Bob. You know, he owned, he owned the golf course sure. uh, in town. He owned a Suzuki dealership before I was born. Um, but he went into a partnership on that Suzuki dealership, and he learned a very hard lesson uh, when his partner left. And there was, you know, he was responsible for pretty much everything, unless he wanted to take that partner to court. Um, and I believe on another partnership deal, he owned 49, mm. and the partner owned 51. And the partner kept it that way on purpose back when my grandpa was a rookie mm-hmm. and uh, the partner when the business became successful the partner forced him to sell his 49% and said mm-hmm. you know basically F you yeah. um, I'm greedy enough to want all of this pie yeah. and you're not going to get any of it so uh, that's definitely if it makes sure in the situations of partnerships that things are split down the middle equally 50-50 uh, that way nobody has the right to you know force the other person out if right. they don't want to be forced out right um and we're not here giving you business advice. What we're trying to do is, is tell you uh, if you do partner up with somebody in this business, um, there are ways to do it and there are ways to not do it. Um, you may think that sweat equity is um, good enough to have shares of the business. In other words, if someone says, hey, I'll, I don't have any money to bring to the table, but I will maintain the properties and clean all them between guests. What happens when the company grows and you've got too many and you can't? be the cleaner you can't be the maintenance person by yourself and you start having to bring in subcontractors um now your equity is not equal because now you're not doing the job you said you would do to run the business that's not scalable you have to run this like it's a business and if it's not scalable in the in for in the in the terms of you know building a system where you can duplicate it on a next property next property next property you're going to run into problems Okay, because I mean, we've talked about this in the past. You, you've, you've told your side of the story. I've told my side of the story. We, we both started where we were the deal. We were the cleaner. Yep. We were the check-in agent. We were the contact. That's it. We did all the communication. We did all the cleaning. We did all the laundry. And that's how you get started. And if you start splitting that up between two people at the very beginning, that will work for a very short period of time. Within a couple listings, like three you start to run out of time. You've got crap you got to do in your life because this is not a full-time job unless you want it to be. It can be, but you don't want to be doing this 24-7. You're going to have to start hiring some help. Now, that's a system. That's a business. Yeah. That's duplicatable. It's scalable. That's where you start splitting equity is when you have it growing really big and now you don't have one person going, oh, well, what I do is this over here and I know you brought all the money to the table, but I sweep and I clean and I turn over. 
it's that, that's not that's not going to grow. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. grow. So it's not I mean, be successful long term. Sit down with each other if you're going to do it. Uh, sit down with an attorney. I would recommend that the most if you're going to do it. Right. If you're a husband and wife team, you know, and you only plan on having one or two, then then the sweat equity thing might work. You know, if if the husband's bringing the you guys just got married and the husband has the money and the wife doesn't. Yeah, when you guys got married, you know, you guys are supposed to make each other whole, but. You know, somebody might. Well, when you're married, you're by default. You know, if all the money is going into the the joint, you know, accounts and so forth, it's all shared at that yeah. point. You know, so, so that, that part is easy. It's when they separate, you have a problem. You know, or you're a boyfriend girlfriend, and you guys are seriously, in, or you're engaged and looking at doing this while engaged. You know, that I just I, I hate to be crass. I just wouldn't even recommend that. I wouldn't recommend it at all. At but all. If you're gonna do it. You need to. You need to. People sit down break up the, all the time, man. You need to sit down with a professional and don't be afraid. To, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to take your significant other if it's an engagement or a girlfriend or or even just a friend and uh, sit down with a an attorney. But I think the golden rule of business is uh, don't do business with friends and family. Um, uh, generally, uh, so, we could turn this episode into an hour-long uh, personal story about all that. But yeah. I'll just tell you guys in the super, super short version of a really, really long story. Um, doing business with family is a terrible idea. Bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Always it's a bad. good way to lose a family member for life. That's all I'll yeah. tell you. Uh, this this ties perfectly into something I always say when I'm talking to people that own rental property. Uh, maybe a friend of mine buys a house and... They want to get some roommates and leverage some of the mortgage. And they always say, well, I got some buddies that need to move in and da-da-da-da-da. And, and, you know, that I can rent rooms to all my buddies. And I'm like, time out. Listen, hear me closely. If you rent to a stranger, you have the chance of making a friend. If you rent to a friend, you have a really good chance of losing a friend. Just remember that, folks. It is the same with business. If you do business with family or friends, you have a really good chance of losing your family and friends as associates just be very careful um and just take everything we said with a grain of salt if you think you're in a perfect relationship and it'll work out still checks and balances documents agreements okay fair enough so um in the meantime uh let's see instagram hit us up on there vacation rental insiders follow us uh you'll get a notification from uh our postings when we put new episodes up plus it's a good way to talk to us you can send us a note Give us a show idea when you want to hear us talk about something. We'd be more than happy to oblige. Um, like and subscribe as always. Do that if you haven't already. My goodness, you should have by now. I keep reminding you of this. <laughs> In the meantime, be the best host you can be and go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.